Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and keep it locked for my next Locker Room Live appearance as we together change the way we talk about sports. Today is Wednesday, April 21st. Our Bruins are coming off a shutout win over the Buffalo Sabres with two games remaining in Buffalo later this week. We'll get into all that here in a moment, but before we do, let me remind you to please subscribe to the podcast, whatever podcast app you use, Monday to Friday, each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be so very much appreciated, especially if you are an Apple user, which the majority of you are. If you're on Twitter, you can find the podcast at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, we're Locked On Bruins. And you can find me and my hockey tweets and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. That's I A N C M C L A R E N. So Tuesday night in Buffalo, Brad Marchand and Connor Clifton hit the back of the net, or <laughs> Clifton's didn't really hit the back of the net. Uh, but Tugarask also made 32 saves for the shutout as the Bruins started a five-game road trip with a 2-0 win over the Sabres. It's the fifth consecutive victory for the Bruins, but Bruce Cassidy wasn't uh, completely satisfied with the game, saying, while they got the win and the two points, didn't think they were quite up to the standards that he expects. He said there's games you play well that you don't get any points, and other games you play okay, like tonight, and get two points, but... We've got to raise our standard internally and get back to work tomorrow so we're better prepared for Thursday, another game against the Buffalo Sabres. He said he didn't like their third period at all, lost their discipline, gave up a lot of chances, relied on Rask to make some saves, didn't think they played very well, didn't think they were great early on either, thought it was two teams that looked like they've played a lot of hockey recently and execution was off got some huge saves from Tuca, and that's what really helped the team. Although, if you look at the underlying numbers from the game, it's not as if they were really outplayed by any stretch. The Bruins, 5-on-5, had a 56-41 advantage when it comes to uh, shot attempts, 32-25 in shots, uh, 18-10 in high-danger chances. If you kick that to all situations, uh, 20-15 High danger chance advantage, 66-54 shot attempt advantage, and a 41-32 shot advantage. But still, you know, Bruce Cassidy expects more from this team night in and night out. Not that they played down to the Sabres by any means, but, you know, they've played a lot of hockey recently. And, you know, they're not always going to be at 100% or at, you know, A-plus level. But they did enough to get the two points, and that's what's uh, important, I guess. But Bruce Cassidy wants to see them uh, putting in a bit more effort, it seems. Rask, with his 51st career shutout, first of this season, he made some amazing saves in this one, especially the one off Dylan Cousins, where he lunged across the crease, made a full extended glove save, 
just after a Sabres power play expired. I jumped out of my seat from that one. Could not believe that he kept that one out. Uh, he said it was half skill, half luck. Kind of desperation mode at that point when you can't push over to that side. You just throw anything at the puck and hopefully you can and it hits you. Today it did. Rask was appearing in just his second game coming back from an upper body injury that sidelined him for all but one period over the last 18 games. He said that while he feels good enough to play, he's continuing to monitor himself as the playoff push ramps up. He said he's maintaining strength and everything else, health as much as possible, resting when need be, not pushing too much. Hopefully we'll be able to play for many more months ahead, feeling good, not bothered playing, so that's a plus. And uh, I believe Jeremy Swayman will get the start on Thursday. Yaroslav Halak is back with the team after being on the COVID list for about 12 days. Not quite ready for game action. Dan Vladar sent back to the AHL, and Swayman will uh, continue to back Rask and make the odd start uh, in the meantime. Brad Marchand, with his 24th goal of the season, gave the Bruins a 1-0 lead 8.06 of the first period off assists from David Pasternak and Mike Riley. He has 19 points in 12 games during April, including 11 goals, which leads the NHL this month. He's also uh, tied for fifth when it comes to points per game, uh, 1.31. And among the league leaders, he is the only one with more than one shorthanded point, which to me really puts him in the heart conversation because he does play and excel in all situations unlike some other leading players who don't necessarily get any penalty killing time. Connor Clifton got the insurance marker for the Bruins with his first goal of the season 303 of the second period. His point shot barely trickled through Dustin Tokarski with Curtis Lazar and Sean Corrali getting the assists on the play and providing some traffic in front of the net as well. Clifton's first goal since November 19th, 2019. He said it was nice to contribute. A great play from Corrali, Lazar, and Wagner. That line, they've been going well, working the O-zone, and he got a little lucky bounce there. Great screen in front, trickled in, and it felt good, he said, to contribute. He also avoided serious potential injury in the third period when he was tripped and fell awkwardly into the boards head first was on the ice for a moment but retreated to the bench without assistance and was back on the ice for his next shift tough spot an ill-timed fall he called it pretty worrisome the initial reaction but he ended up being fine and it was all good in the end Jake DeBrusque led the Bruins in this one with seven shots on goal, followed by Taylor Hall, who had six, Pasternak with five of his own. Neither found the back of the net, but only a matter of time if they continue to put up some shooting numbers like that. Uh, Charlie McAvoy had four shots from the blue line, leading the team with 25 minutes and one second of ice time. The third pairing of Lozon and Zborl looked a bit shaky, Zborl only got about 12 minutes of ice time, and I could see some changes happening there. Matt Grizzlick returned to the lineup, and he uh, got a good amount of ice time, 21 minutes, 6 seconds, a couple shots, a couple blocks. Uh, still waiting for Brandon Carlo and Kevin Miller to be cleared to return. 
and once they do, it'll give us a better picture of what we can expect from the blue line heading into the playoffs and, and hopefully down the stretch as well. So that's it for the uh, recap from the uh, Bruins 2 nothing win over the Sabres on Tuesday night. Again, another game coming up Thursday and Friday against those very same Sabres in Buffalo. Uh, the Bruins set to practice here on Wednesday at 2 p.m., and uh, hopefully they can get the full six-point sweep from these Buffalo Sabres here to close out the week before traveling to Pittsburgh for their next couple games. Now, as mentioned, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room, the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite sports team. Not sure exactly when I'll be hosting the next one, but keep an eye on at LO Boston Bruins or at ENC McLaren, and you can join in on the conversation like you listen to here every day. Just download the free Locker Room app, currently available on all iOS devices, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the NHL group, join the Locked On Bruins group, and follow me to be notified when my room goes live. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market and it is better than ever with six amazing new flavors including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and the championship winning coconut brownie chunk. They are all covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, but they're also great for the health conscious person. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and right now you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th to May 1st. All right, usually on Wednesdays we do a mailbag segment. I only got one question this week, which is non-hockey related, so I'll get to that here in a moment. I did want to revisit an iconic moment in Bruins history that Mike Comito, who if you're not following already, you should, at Mike Comito on Twitter. He's a hockey historian. And he reminded us that 10 years ago today, after scoring a goal in Game 4 against the Canadians, Andrew Ference flipped the bird to the Montreal crowd. He initially tried to argue it was unintentional and was fined $2,500 for the gesture. He at first called it a glove malfunction, but then a year later on a website called Good Men Project, he talked about accountability on a blog post And um, he wrote the following, Accountability is lacking in our world. I'm guilty myself of trying to blame a middle-fingered celebration after a goal in Montreal on a glove malfunction. In round one of the playoffs between two of the fiercest rivals in our sport, I scored a tying goal in the enemy's building, only to have my fist pump turn into a sign language that crosses all borders. Facing the media and a possible suspension after the fact proved to be too much for my self-accountability. 
Self-preservation is a powerful thing. It's easier to place blame elsewhere and overlook your own responsibilities. He added, it is a good feeling to have your friends and family see a solid human when they look at you. Being able to stand up and answer for your words and actions will push you above the average and allow you to answer yes to the mirror more often. Good life lessons here from Andrew Ferentz on the 10th anniversary of him flipping the bird in Montreal. Again, he first said it was unintentional, a glove misconduct, but later admitted it was indeed on purpose, which makes it all that much more hilarious. The mailbag question this week comes from Beth at Iveruit, and she asked, what is the weirdest, most unexpected activity you've done since the first stay-at-home order? Well, oh boy, there's a lot to choose from. There's some weird things, just like, you know, waiting in line in your car at Canadian Tire to do some curbside pickup or at Home Depot. That's pretty weird. That's not something that we're used to. Um, we've done some, you know, at-home meals where my wife and I will serve the boys and pretend they're at a restaurant. That was kind of unexpected, but also pretty fun. We've done a lot of exploring new places that we haven't been to, like remote areas around here, conservation areas and things like that. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of weird and unexpected things that we've all done. Um, Yeah, some things that have helped bring people together, other things that, you know, just taking it day by day, unexpected, didn't expect to be working full time while the boys are are doing school. And um, yeah, just trying to accommodate online learning while also working from home. Uh, That was very unexpected. (laughs) And um, but, you know, we're just trying to take things one day at a time make the best of it, and um, yeah, just try to get through it. Uh, Lockdown number three here in Ontario, the uh, situation not very good at all, but thankfully my wife and I are going on Friday to get our first injections, and uh, very, very uh, excited for that, ready for that, and hopefully that can help us to get, you know, back on track and back to kind of more normal living I'll also top off the mailbag with a question of my own. Uh, Some of you have asked along the way, kind of, what are you watching? What are you reading? What's helping you get through uh, lockdown? I've mentioned uh, my wife and I began watching Lupin on Netflix, which is a a French production, as you can tell, um, that uh, is about a man whose father was accused of stealing a very uh, valuable necklace in France by this very wealthy family and he tries to take revenge on them for uh, what became of his father. It's a very good show so far. I think there's five parts. We've watched a couple. Probably check another one out tonight. I've also been watching Lost uh, for the, well, I'm not sure how many times I've watched yet, but this is definitely only the second time I've been on the second, or sorry, the last season. Unfortunately, it was removed from Amazon Prime today. Uh, and jumping to Disney Plus on Friday. So I have a few days here to um, find something else to watch. Parks and Rec, I've also been watching on my downtime and hoping to watch Last Chance U basketball at some point here as well. Been reading A Time for Mercy, a new John Grisham book or that came out last year. And I've also been listening to Sufjan Stevens a lot. 
one of my favorites. He's putting out like 50 tracks uh, under a Convocations album. You can listen to each part separately on Spotify. Meditations is out. Lamentations is out. Just great background music for whatever you're doing uh, on the day-to-day, whether you're working or just need uh, some space. So I highly recommend checking those out. Sufjan Stevens, uh, really great stuff there. Thanks so much for sending in the question, Beth. The rest of you, get on it for next week. You can send them to at LO Boston Bruins or at Ian C. McLaren. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the major sports as well as awards and reality TV. Great for the Oscars coming up this Sunday. Real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. It's also free to sign up. Head to their website or use a mobile device to sign up today for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lacanfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team, making trades and picking the next stars of their teams. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. Let's see what's going on today. The Vancouver Canucks won their second straight game after coming off the COVID list for quite some time, beating the Toronto Maple Leafs 6-3. A pretty cool story for them, although... I really wish the NHL had given them a bit of a longer break. Speaking of COVID-19, Mikko Rantanen was placed on the list, joining Philip Grubauer and Yunus Donskoy in Colorado. Um, Very unfortunate situation there, but they remain one of the best teams in the NHL and probably my pick to win the Stanley Cup at this point. P.K. Subban, I guess, was placed on the COVID protocol list as well as the New Jersey Devils were eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, Elliot Friedman mentioned in his 31 thoughts that the heading into last night's game, the Rangers had a plus 33 goal differential. And, you know, if you have one that high, you're generally going to be a playoff team uh they're now plus 28 after losing 6-1 to the islanders last night uh and the islanders kind of doing the bruins a solid there by keeping the rangers down the bruins are six points up on the rangers with two games in hand uh and the bruins are now also only four points back of washington and the islanders for first in the east with two games in hand there as well. So Boston, again, like I said yesterday, a real shot at moving up here. They're now third. No, sorry. They're still fourth when it comes to point percentage, just .004 back of the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, and three points back of them in the actual standings. I think that's pretty much it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Wasn't too much to pull from last night's game against the Sabres. A 2-0 victory. Tuka Rask with the shutout. Again, um, Bruce Cassidy wasn't overly hyped about how his team played. 
They're practicing here on Wednesday afternoon, getting ready for two more games against the Sabres. Hopefully they can be a bit more dominant in those performances. But again, can't complain about picking up the two points this time of year, uh, especially with how hard the schedule is with the Sabres playing better as of late. And um, yeah, just encouraging signs all around for the Bruins as they push their winning streak to five games, looking to push it to six against the Sabres uh, tomorrow night. Um, Thanks again for listening, friends. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for being part of the podcast. And uh, we will be back tomorrow to preview the game against the Sabres, as well as bring you the latest from the black and gold and the world of hockey. Have a great one, friends. Peace.